You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete floors to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builders' labour is a name to make a man feel proud And it's good morning, bright-eyed and bushy tail on the concrete gang on your AM dial, 9.30 AM every Sunday morning. I got it out again. Good on you, bro. Good to see you back, Campo. Good to be back. How was the health health farm, mate? You're looking fantastic, mate. Yeah, dropped a couple of kilos, sort of stayed off the piece. What are you weighing now, but 170 kilos? Something like that. (laughs) He lost it off the side of his melon, look. Good morning, Kano. Morning, morning, uh, listeners. And would you like to introduce our guest, because it's... NADOC week. NADOC week. So uh, we got Shacks in the studio. Morning, Shacks. Good morning, guys. How are we going? Good, brother. Look, I'm a fine man from Port Melbourne. You still a port, no? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Export Melbourne. Rural. Rural sort of settings now. Yeah, well, what about What about you kick us off with that, Kano? Oh, well, we, obviously, it is NADOC uh, week this week, but we, uh, we, want, we need an Indigenous voice um, to... Mate, Shax has um, got some good experiences. He could, oh, sorry, some bad experiences that he can um, talk about in terms of um, uh, his family uh, and what they've been through. So um, it, we thought it'd be good getting an Indigenous voice on. So Shax is the man for that. All right, guys, how are we going? Um, yeah, just um, pay my respects to the elders, past and present, and all our uh, Rwanda mob. We are uh, taking this uh, radio interview on today. Um, from the Fighting Gunajumara tribe, southwestern Victoria, sort of in between, all the way from like the Grampians down to uh, Portland, that's our, our mob. Uh, from the Lake Condomission there, my uh, I'm the firstborn grandson of uh, Anna Eunice Wright, who passed away earlier this year, a uh, long health battle of uh, emphysema. I'm going to have a yarn about all the uh, her life and what she went through and. She was a member of the Stolen Generation right up to her very last day on this earth. She was on the steps of Parliament House uh, petitioning, you know, for uh, the, to, an activist for, for her whole life. And uh, she um, was taken, 
it was one of the worst uh, cases of stolen generation in the country. Her whole family got taken. Her, her brothers, her baby brother was four. I think she was eight. I think her sisters. I'll probably be mum and that'll kill me for the date, the names. And the uh, Auntie Glor was a bit older. She was about thirteen. Um, Auntie Letty was seventeen, so they couldn't take her because she had to be under sixteen. And I think they took four of the five kids. Um, they hit the, the baby. She's four years old, Bronnie. And when they couldn't find him, the police came and said, well, listen, if you don't give him to us now, we're going to take all the rest of the auntie's uncle's kids as well. So they took him from Lake Condomission and uh, they locked him up in the um, cells at Haywood Police Station. They stayed there for a night or two. And then the next day, they shipped him off to the orphanages where they, in Ballarat. And we... Nan never spoke about this year, but the, the, she always said she had a good in there, you know. But but um, it was where all those pedophile priests and stuff was, you know what I mean? In Ballarat, it's all knocked down now. So, I, look, I can't speak on behalf of anyone else, but we all know what happened there. So we fast forward, you know, she had it pretty tough, and, she, you know, she, out of there at 17, she, her father, her um, father uh, died of a broken heart, she told me, and I said, I got older, I said, you know, questioned it. She said that he died, he was in a mental institution because he couldn't find his kids. So they put him in Kew Cottages here in Melbourne. And, uh, what yeah, years later, years later, they um, tried to find out where he was and where he died and where he was buried. And his grandfather was an undertaker and he brought her dad home to be buried with her mother. And they found out that uh, his body was chopped up into pieces in a pauper's grave, I think it's called. And it was just a serial number. So the flow-on effects now to 2020, you know, that every Indigenous family you see, that happens to, like, nearly every family is touched by the stolen generation and they get into these homes with these animals and then when they come out of it, they're, they're broken. And so that, that poor fellow you see down the street with the, the flag and you people walk past and go, he's just another drunk abbo. You don't know his story because they've never told you or they haven't taken the time to listen. So, um, next time you, if you are out there listening, and you and you see someone out there, don't you know? Think he's just another drunk black. Maybe sit down and have a yarn to him, get to know him. He's probably a nice fella. And um, yeah, I, I can't really speak on behalf of every. Of, of, I'm not a real. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a real cultural intellect. I don't know my language. We didn't get any of that. But I know my family story and uh, the. Yeah, oh, that's all I can speak really on. It's about my family, yeah. And um, and that wasn't that long ago. I know uh, we love to deny things are still going on in the country, which we all know that they are for anyone who actually does open their eyes. But the stolen generation you're talking about, that wasn't that long ago. I think the date was... 19, Mum will ring me out and tell me. But uh, I think it was 1954 or 55 they got taken. So essentially she, Nan's brother did a 12-year sentence with these animals all on his own from his mum and dad four years old you know I've got a four year old at home I just imagine being a kid at that age yeah. in and out like eight year old getting taken from your mum and dad and thrown in with a bunch it, of weirdos it, not knowing what you've done wrong and yeah. not knowing you know. you know the funny thing is it's 2019 I think I think Nan met her older sister the only one that never got taken Auntie Letty she's passed away in the 80s Auntie Letty had three children uh, and they all got taken off her as a young woman. So they all got taken, and it was only till last year, I think 2019, we got to meet Annie Shireen, her first-born daughter, 
And last year, we met her other son, David. They're now in their 60s with families and grandkids of their own. So it, it just uh, it never... It's funny. Her son, David, grew up two streets from his mother in Ballarat, where he was adopted out, and got told he was an Italian or a European. It's sad. Yeah, it's sad. When I learned the concrete, I learned the concrete of a bloke by the name of Shane Morris, who's from Warrnambool Bay. Um, learned to concrete. Or learned, tried to learn. Still learning 10 years later. Still learning 10 years later. And he was telling me, he, his family's obviously from Haywood and all that sort of way. Um, and I worked with a bloke called Bushy, which you knew. Uncle Bushrat. Yeah, so. Passed away, rest in And they were telling me, Shane was telling me, he was part, he used to go to jobs and, you know, couldn't get a job because he's Indigenous. He'd say he was Mexican, you know what I mean, and stuff like that to get jobs. Like, and that's like. I'll give a shout out to we. I think Shane's related to Uncle Ricky Morris, and um, they got they, he's done four tours, three or four tours of Afghanistan. He's yeah, a returned right. soldier. Started yeah. a, he's a plumber by trade, and he's started a business out here in Melbourne. So I'll give Pathways Plumbing. They got an EBA of the Plumbers Union, and they're trying to get young Indigenous kids out plumbing. So shout out to them. I think he'd be related yeah, to yeah. Roger and that as well. Roger Morris. Yeah, probably a little Big family. Him. Yeah, small world. Yeah, because yeah, I started with Shane. I would have been 15, kicked out of school, 14, kicked out of school. Sort of took me under his wing a bit. Yeah, he's a lot older than me. You know, he was 40 then, so you know, bit of an old bloke now. But yeah, definitely good bloke. And just some of the struggles they went through then. Yeah, that's our, that's our tribe too, Warnable. There's two sections. There's the two missions. They split us up. The Framlingham, which is your Warnable mob, and then ours is the Condo, or the Lovitz and, mm. and the Ardens. Mine's the Arden bloodline. And uh, you get all over there, you've got all the Bostons and over in Warnable, the Morris. Yeah. Morris is from where we are as well. It's a, you know, it's a, it's sad, but like it's 2020, and you can still see the after effects with mental health and drug and alcohol abuse and high incarceration pass, rates. Yeah, man, and, yeah. 100%, mate. Like kids, unemployment. just unemployment. I think, um, uh, I mean, it's the it's the oldest living culture um, on the planet, and um, we, we're lucky to have people like yourself coming to share your experiences. Um, and it's something that Australia needs to learn to adapt. I think the older generations, unfortunately, uh, uh, are stuck in their ways, but we've definitely got a, a, um, a responsibility, all of us, to, to teach our kids to listen, because I, I know the experiences you're talking about now, um, my children... Um, their mother's side of the family is Indigenous, and I know sim- very similar stories. And they don't know their uh, their culture uh, because of the way that the family was split up. They didn't learn language because of the way the family was split up. Um, and I think that I know my children struggle without having the cultural connection because they feel like they they don't get to learn who they really are. People judge them and call them things like abos and stuff like that, um, and that happens from a very early age. And but they don't understand. Um, they're hungry. They want to learn it, but the cultural connection's not there a lot of the times because of the things that um, yeah. Australia has done as a society. Yeah. Like, like I said to the, I get a pre-start of the job I'm working out this morning, and and like I said, I said you're going to see people protesting on Australia Day. I said, please, please don't think that it's that it's directed at. You know, the, the dude just sitting at home that's a, 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 not an Indigenous plumber or, or a sparky or a carpenter. The, the fight with our mob, and I don't speak on behalf of everyone, just I'm saying my family, is, is, is what they've done to a whole generation of our elders. They've, what, they need to be held to accountable because essentially it wasn't any of the people that did it, it was our government. The government 
made this law and legislation. The government tried to breed essentially the black out of Indigenous people. And uh, it's 2020 now, and they're still not being held accountable. So when you see them, I try to say, when you see the fellas out there and they're protesting Australia Day, saying invasion day, it's, it's to hold this government to account for their past injustices they've caused. And it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't 200 years ago. It was in the 50s. They were doing it in the 60s, the 70s. And you know what? They're still taking kids off mums now as we speak. 100%. You know, Highest incarceration rates in the world. Indigenous people. Shout out to uh, Arnie Rao Ellis, uh, grandmother's against removal. So she's an, an elder in our mob that's locally trying to help um, young Indigenous mums keep their kids from being taken. So think, shout out to her. I think to spend the money and bought building new jails, they should be you know, trying to help these young Indigenous people out. I, I think they, the way I said, I don't know what you think, Shaggy, they sort of just chuck money, but they don't help them. They don't help them you know, at all. You know? you know what? You sp- I was speaking to a. Uh, Speaking to someone about this the other day, and uh, they give all these. So I'll get I'll get phone calls from people going, "Do you know who this labour hire company? Do you know who this mob is? Is are they indigenous?" So everyone's wants an EBA to see if you because they want to do indigenous labour hire or they want to do indigenous, indigenous, indigenous. But the the real thing is they don't care. Hundred percent. They don't care. They're doing it for the money, and they don't actually care. So I've sort of in my small time in this industry, fifteen years. I've, I've sort of seen a little bit, and and I've seen, been on both sides of the fence. And I, I direct employment is the only way to go, and work. That's the. Just say we've got a, uh, shacks labour hire, right? Indigenous labour hire. The big builders dictate to what my kids that I want to get out there to learn is, and big builders we all know. I won't say any names. When it's time to cut costs. The first kids to go are the black kids. And they just give them the jobs, sit on a gate. Yeah, that's the, fence, the token jobs. They sit them there for the photos and they don't teach them anything. So I think, I think personally, this is just my direct employment with carpenters, uh, trainees, apprenticeships. apprenticeships. Do it hard for four years and then at the end of it, you've, you've achieved something. You've got a skill set. You've got a skill set. You then, can go and sell your labour then. Yeah. You, and you're building stuff on. You're building stuff as a community too, our, our mobber, you know. So they've well, got. Been, there's been some good ones. I mean, I remember we got a young young Aboriginal girl at the apprenticeship. She she did a carpentry apprenticeship. She finished four years, come out the other side, killed them, absolute champion. That's a, but there's not enough of those stories, you know. No. I mean, I could tell you maybe one, two, or three I know, and that's all the years I've been in the industry, which is it's disgraceful. And all these Aboriginal labour hire mobs, mate. Mate, they've been a dis- well, you know, a disgrace because you see, you, you don't see any Aboriginal people working for them, you know. Yeah, all the ones, all they're exploiting them. I know I've had on my jobs, government jobs paid, in yeah. particular. Yeah, they they get um, youth at risk, Indigenous youth at risk, and underpay them ten dollars an hour, but they're charging them out at a hundred and yeah. disgraceful it's, stuff. It's rife in the in, it's rife in the industry, yeah. And and I've um I've, sit, I've just now like there's like a there's like a, um, a niche in the market now. I don't know. They, with all this government work that's coming out and stuff Ooh, like yeah. that. And I don't think any, if people don't know, in any state government contracts for the government work, they have to have a 2.5% ratio. That's right. So if you had 100 people, you need 25 That's right. All right? None of these big builders are coming to account, and they can't be held to account. No one polices it. 
the government doesn't care. The Aboriginal Affairs Ministers aren't doing their jobs. So I, I think the best way forward is if we could work with our unions, yeah, work directly with the unions and the subbies, and then, like, if I started a labour hire company today, I'm at the mercy of the, the big builders, and and they don't, they dictate to what my kids learn, and they can dictate, so they can have a personal with a, a kid A, yeah. a personal disagreement, and just ride him into the ground and teach him nothing. Where if I've got a relationship with the subcontractor, I can mentor, make sure he's what's he learnt, what he up to, you learn, and you got any problems, and it's direct employment, and they and they learn so much more. I think sometimes I think less is more with, with our mob. Not everyone is that, is going to cut out to be a construction worker. Let's be straight out. That's right. Do you know, right and right, I think we, we might Shaggy just just hold, hold on that for a minute. We we're going to cut to a track. Now, what happened with the track? Did a bit of a shout out to my auto stolen generation mob. Um, everyone that petitioned out uh, on state parliament then to her dying day, only Lynn Casser and all the stolen generation mob. Uh, this is for you, Archie Roach. Took the children away. This story's right, this story's true. I would not tell lies to you like the promise said. They did not keep And how they fenced us in like sheep Said to us, come take care of him Set us up on mission name Told us to read, to write and pray Then they took the children away Took the children away the children away Snatched from their mother's breast Said this is for the best Took them away Welcome and the police came Said you've got to understand We'll give to them What you can't give Teach them how to really live Teach them how to live, they said Humiliated them instead Taught them that and taught them this And others taught them prejudice Took the children away The children away Breaking our mother's heart Carrying us all about Took them away One dark day on Framlingham Came and didn't give a damn My mother cried Go get their dead He came running Fighting me Mother's tears were falling Dad shaped up and stood his ground He said, you touch my kids and you fight me Then they took us from the family Took us away They took us away Snatched from our mother's breast Said this is for the best Took us away
All right, thank you. That's a great song by Archie Roach. Uh, good, good pick there, Shaq. Um, we're going to have to move on soon. Do you want to finish up with anything, mate? We've also, got a... just um, obviously the, the new agreement, the round is going round, and it, there's clauses in there. That, I mean, that the union um, has been fighting for Indigenous rights for a long time. Um, I suppose just before we do move on, I, uh, just, I'll say what's in the agreement and then I'll ask a question because I know that there are a lot of people. Of the biggest rallies I've been to on Invasion Day are actually in Victoria. Um, you know, you get a good solid 90, 90 to 100,000 people. The important thing, I think, for, for uh, you know, non-Indigenous people is to support Indigenous people, support their voice, let them talk. Um, and educate yourself on what the experiences actually is. I mean, Australia Day or Invasion Day, for example, was not celebrated on January 26 until um, policies uh, came out from the government in terms of uh, white Australia, etc. So people think they're fighting for a day that we've always marched on, which is uh, incorrect for a start. But uh, um, new jobs will have a smoking ceremony um, and part of the induction will also be... Uh, a uh, recognition from uh, the the, uh, the local or traditional landowners of the area that it's in, um, and the idea of that is obviously we need to start educating the next generations to uh, how we can support our indigenous brothers and sisters. Um, I suppose I just let I want to ask Shax if uh, if you got any uh, suggestions of how people because there are a lot of a lot of people, particularly the new generations, they want to help and assist, but um, don't know how sometimes. Um, uh. Oh, that's a good question. Put him on the spot. No, no, you know what? We're going to have to move on. Do you ever think about that? We're going to have to start getting on the scallywags and stuff because uh, we're getting close to the end of the show. Um, and thanks for that, that great uh, report there. He's Jackie. done a good job. He's done a yeah. great job. He's done Killed a great it. job. He's knocked us out. Yeah, what? that's it. I'm done. <laughs> well, not hard to do that. But anyway, <laughs> done a very good job, Shaggy. Thank yeah, you. listen, we've got to, we've got to start talking a bit of, bit of job news and scallywags. And um, that, they never stop coming, Shaggy. Let me tell you that. There's plenty of them out there. Um, I suppose we should start off with the scallywags. Well, FDC was on the top of the list. Yeah, FDC, obviously, they're, they're playing up in New South Wales as well, and they're playing up down here at the moment. The boys went to Truganina and a job at Lavington. They had no COVID plan in place, had blokes working on top of each other. If anyone's ever dealt with them, they're, they're low as low as you get, aren't they? Oh, I remember I went to a concrete port and they were erecting steel, steel structure above the concreters. FDC, and they th- they couldn't see what the issue was. <laughs> what's wrong with that? Yeah, no, if anyone's ever dealt with Shaky and the FDC crew, they'll know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, unbelievable. So, uh, CPB, John Hollands. Well, yeah, obviously, Fedder, the, the bearded warrior's gone out there this week, and he's had, mate, that, he has a crack. I don't care what anyone says, he does have a crack. CPB, John Holland, probably the worst builders going around. RIA, Jeff Farr. And the management team there verbally assaulting him, trying to threaten him, push him, you know, not having social distancing, trying to keep him off the job for representing workers. Four of them surrounded him in the footage. Four of them. Trying to bully him off the job. Trying to stand over him. All And he had a legal right to be there. He put in his paperwork. He wanted to go and inspect the plant. And they, you know, they do that thing. Oh, I didn't jump in front of you. I'm not in front of you. I'm not in your way. Well... The beard of warrior does in the business, and I think they're still paying for it. But it's disgusting that it happens on state government jobs as well. And we've had a bit of a wing during the week with the ABC boys. We've oh, one for the ladies' toilet. The women's toilets issues back up again, and uh, they've, they've rolled the decision over, so it's a win to the union. This ABCC. 
apparently reckon we don't need women's toilets on jobs, but the union does, and now it's been overturned. But but let's let's just see what happens because I reckon. Don't forget whose money they're fighting with the taxpayers. There'd be a chance to have a pit, they'll appeal it, won't they, to the Supreme Court or something? I think that's what they'll do it anyway. They've got plenty of yep. money, just no time. Unlimited funding. Because, you know, I mean, women's toilets on, on building sites. What a disgrace, and Jackie. That's 2020. Age. That's yeah. Ironside, isn't it? It's, it's the branch off of Ironside. Ironside, yeah. that's exactly right. They're winning so, a little bit of work. Fantastic win by our legal department. In fact, fantastic win to the union. So we'll keep fighting these dogs. Don't worry about that. And then there's Murdoch. Oh, Murdoch, I've got to admit, the only time I'll actually say I agree with Malcolm yeah. Turnbull and Kevin Rudd, I never thought I'd say that, but they've done a petition, 500,000 people have signed, it's the largest petition um, given to Parliament into Murdoch Media, owning 75% of all media in this country and dictating the terms of what this country should be, and it, you know, it's a bloody disgrace. Uncle, Uncle Malcolm... Put him to task, didn't he, on Q&A? Yeah, he did. Jesus. And they're victims. He's a victim of um, of of the attack, you know. He, he got rolled just before the election. But if you look at, um, I think it, when it was Shorten was going to run for the election, he it, it was tradition for the um, the person that was going for the opposition uh, running in the election to go and see Murdoch before the main election. That's and, how ridiculous it is. And Scott News, have a look at the grub. Oh, the I don't even watch it. Oh, please. All right, come on. Uh, <laughs> another one, another one we've got. Mon John. Oh, please, oh, please. Mon John. Len Lease. Apparently, Mon John have featured up again on their soil, their signs around the job. That bloke that runs that mob, no, very ordinary. Yes, so, I got I, uh, I got photos sent to me about seven thirty last night. As you would, I can assure you, uh, as of about six thirty this morning, those signs are no longer up. Uh, one, one more. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Michael O'Connor, he's back again. Uh, talking out of school again, fair dinkum. Always about the members, old Michael, isn't Go, he? Going to court, going to court again, sucking because they reckon we're pilfering these members. I mean, Michael, just go away. Just just drift off into the dark. Go in the parliament where you belong. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you... This is a classic example. We talk about people coming out of university and, and, and represent unionists. Never, no, had a, never had a life experience. No but, idea. So... We're, getting, we're still running yeah. out of time. Got one more, and it's a big one. The way they've been treating their employees is ridiculous. Collingwood Football Club. The way they've <laughs> treated their blokes. I know Shaq goes for Collingwood. Oh, I'm disappointed, Ed. Mate, blokes getting sacked. They're not even telling them. They're finding out through the media. I'm just uh, glad we kept Dunkley, to be honest. Yeah, well, let's not get into that. Hey, I got, I got one, but I'm sure uh, we, Shaq spoke about it earlier. What The Australian government. Oh, and yeah. uh, and and the the British government for white Australia policy. Oh yeah. Hey. Yeah, it's a good one. All right. Well, Shaki, guess what? You're going to pick the scallywag of the week, mate. Who you reckon's oh, the biggest drop, drop pick out of them? <laughs> it's not a bad, not oh, a bad crew, is it? I'll yeah. put you on the spot. Gonna, you know, you know what I'm going to go. Who are you going for, brother? I'm going to go Murdoch, mate. All right, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go Murdoch. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Shaggy, he's no good, mate. Beautiful Shaq. Yep. All right, so he's scallywag of the week. And what about a Sookie Lala? Well, you'd have to throw Michael O'Connor in there. You would uh, have to. You'd have to throw um, the, the, Len Luce because I'll be sookin'. The LMP who voted down have, uh, putting the uh, Indigenous flag in the Senate this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about mm. that. Who, 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 sorry? The LMP voted down... Um, oh. a, a, a motion that was put in the Senate to put the Indigenous flag Let's up. Let's go with that one, eh? This, get, this is only for the week. It was only for the week and they voted it down. You can tell the uh, the, the British Empire still exists here. All right, so we'll go with that, the LMP. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right, for putting the flag down, all right. 
Um, Which is the little a couple of other things, quick things, because we're running out of time. Good old Andy Rattel, he, he's on. A, he's having a battle with liver cancer. Cancer. So it's Andy Rattel from the Concrete Gang. We send the Concrete Gang cheerio to you, mate. I saw, I went, saw him during a week with with his lovely uh, partner Margaret. He's got his chin up and doing what he does best. Fight and fight and the fight. So Dandy from all the concrete gang, keep, keep up, keep up the fight, mate. We're all behind you. So that's about it. So we've we've, we've done everything. I think we've got to do. I think we're just about out of time. I'm looking at the yeah yeah, and we'd like to thank Shaggy for coming right. in, mate. You, Thanks for having me, guys. Get, get you a full time job, being mate. You're very articulate. Very did a very good job. Hey, mate, not, you not killed like it, brother. Yeah, you we'll, killed it. We'll work something out with so, uh, work. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to send us the invoice. We'll see how much nah, it is first. We'll just get the we might be able to afford you, mate. Very good. We run on a shoestring here, mate. I won't say with the side I'm working. We'll see if they can run a ghosty for me. <laughs> I'm, only I'm only joking. So we'll go the same old way before you hang us. Dare to struggle. Dare, Dare to, to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. And it's good morning from the concrete gang. And we're going out with... Uh, what's the song, Jack? Archie Roach, Down City Streets for all our parkings. Love you all. Down city streets, I would roam. I had no bed, I had no home. Crawled out of bushes early morning. Used newspapers to keep me warm. Then I'd have to score a drink Start me up, help me to think Down city streets I would roll Use my fingers as a In those days when I was young Drinking and fighting was no fun It was daily living for me I had no choice, it was meant to Down city streets, I would roam. I had no bed, I had no home. There was nothing that I owned. Use my fingers as it goes. Now I'm a man. I'm not alone I am married I have children of my own Now I have something I call my own These are my children And this is my home I look around and understand how street kids feel when they're put down. Down city streets, I would roll. 
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.